Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're doing something a little off the cuff. We're just going to have an open discussion about the NBA and the upcoming CBA. So mm-hmm. for some folks, they may be hearing some news about there's a possible strike looming. Other people might be hearing there's no strike, but there's going to be new incentives for players to make a certain amount of games. So as news starts to kind of fold out, we really don't have the full picture quite yet um, at the moment of this podcast. So we're just going to kind of do an open discussion for a couple minutes here and just kind of talk through it. And I know you had some questions. I probably will have some for you and just what you think looking from a baseball perspective. Yeah. Um, But where do you want to start? So I've been hearing a lot about players and owners not in agreement on players being guaranteeing playing a certain number of games. So, for yeah. example, um, LeBron, the stars, right? LeBron James and James Harden and all this stuff. And you brought up a good point before we started recording is that fans will spend a lot of money to go see these stars play, especially when they're coming from out of town into their own stadium, right? Mm-hmm. And it might be play. one or two times they ever get a chance to see those if, players. If that, yeah. And the, they decide not to play for whatever reason. And that's not good for the NBA, right? So I wanted to get yeah. your take on, do you think there should be a certain number, outside of being injured, should they say, look, we play 82 games, you have to play at least 70 or some number, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I got a lot of thoughts, so I'm going to just try to boil <laughs> them down. Sure. Um, but the thing that I, I immediately go to is, the owner's probably the owner's main con- conflict is if I'm paying you, let's say a hundred million dollars a year mm-hmm. to play a season for me, and you're only mustering thirty games out of an eighty-two game season, mm-hmm. that feels like a check that isn't really worth it. Right. So the key is if I'm going to be guaranteeing you that money, I'm going to need to guarantee you a certain amount, and then almost cutting the contract in half. So let's say it's seventy-five million is guaranteed for the player to come mm-hmm. and then 25 million is guaranteed if you make the incentives to play over 45 to 50 games so if you make over half a season okay then you get the other half but the thing is players want to make sure they're always going to get that guaranteed money because there's so few spots in the nba already right there's yeah, only true. 15 people per uh, per team yeah so their idea is this revolving door i'm going to be off here pretty quick mm-hmm. But you do get caught up in these superstars who are making forty-five or $450 million over six years or four right. years or whatever. Right. But the thing is, the superstars have more chance, have more years on them. It's the players that yeah, are on true. the fringes, right? It's those guys like oh, so like the Markeith Morrises that had a couple great years on the playoff teams, and now it's not really there right now. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's a great role player. He's going to be in the league for a while, but he's never going to make that big, big payday. Right. I mean, he's one injury away from being out of the league. Or let's just talk about a rookie that got drafted midway, right? That one contract. He maybe he's the thirteenth pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and he's only going to get that one contract, and then he's going to be done. Right. You know how much money do you walk away off of one contract? Right. So there's a lot of places on the continuum where players have a right to be concerned, and also they are fairly like judged cruelly for that idea of. Listen, if we're paying Mr. Kawhi Leonard, not to single anybody out, but right. he is like subject A in this. Yeah who's you know, signed with the Clippers, is running that franchise practically, had them trade their whole future for Paul George, and the, both of them combined have missed more games than they've played wow. for the Clippers, and it's not even close. Right. So this is where the CBA is really going to get rocky, 
it comes down to we are a brand and we want you on our team, but we want you to play for our team. And because you're missing so much and you're not playing when it matters, we don't feel it's the right that you get to be in the front office and make decisions with us. Let me ask you this, though. The, if a player misses a game, is it usually because it's a back-to-back and back, back, back and they want to sit the second game, or are they hurt? I'm and so glad you hurt? brought that up. <laughs> right. Yeah, because there's two things. One of the discussions I, I've heard, and I really like it, I'm in the minority camp of back it off by 10 and just see how that is. So 70, go from go to 72. 72 games. Okay. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, from 81 to 70, 72. So back it off by 9. Okay. I, I right. accidentally flubbed the number earlier. Um, but just back it up and just see where that's at. <clears throat> Get rid of back-to-backs where you can and highly encourage players, you know, or, or, or excuse me, get rid of back-to-backs if you can. Okay. And I would love to see it be more set, whereas teams, like let's say Denver, Denver's going to play four games this week, and then they might play two next week. Why not just do three and three? Three and three, right. And that way you can be more predictable. And you can say, all right, well, if Nikola Jokic is going to play on Sunday, and then he's going to play on Tuesday night, and then he's going to play Friday, our health and service group can really determine like what is going to be needed to make sure that his right. back's okay, the travel's going to be all right. But ultimately, a lot of the games and how they're structured – do cause players to wear down quicker. And the length of the season certainly isn't good. I mean, I don't know when's the mm. last time you played a basketball game. For me, like <laughs> literally last week. Yeah. And I'm still feeling still it. Feeling like it, you're yeah. just you're so unprotected and right. you're leaping into the air and you're coming down hard. Um, I, I do think it's fair for players to say, you know, we're we need those rest days. But the question is, do you need them if we spread the calendar out a little bit more? Or the dates apart, the games apart. Right. And I think that's probably the best first solution to go to. Because everyone still gets the games. You're backing it off very quietly. You're not backing off a huge chunk. That's going to be the toughest part is to back those nine games off. Right. And then you get rid of back-to-backs and you just say, okay, we're going to prioritize your health. But ultimately, and I'm going to sound like a jerk here, I don't really think we're going to see a turn in players taking rest days until the NBA puts their own people in the franchise. Because players can always say, hey... You know, doctor that I'm close with on this team, yeah. you know, my knee's just not feeling right. Right. Kawhi Leonard did it to get off the Spurs, although it was a little different where he said, you know, I don't trust the team doctors. I'm going to use my own. Okay. And so that can always override. And when you're talking health, it's a very serious thing. Right. So it feels that it feels like the NBA is really going to have to kind of almost in a sense be a rodeo player where they're going to have to step in and say, you know what, we want to see what exactly is going on, and we want to have reports on that. And they do look at some of these reports, but it doesn't feel like they publish them very often. And they will find people for putting folks on the bench without a disclosed reason. So I was going to ask that. Do coaches get fined, or who gets fined? I believe the team gets fined. The team gets fined. Yeah, the team will get fined. Um, Sometimes the coach, but I, I don't think it happens very often. It is seen as kind of a team collective that it takes a lot of people to be quiet right. to keep a player on the bench with no reason. Okay. So, and that's that's one of the things I was going to ask about too is like the NFL, they play yeah. Thursdays and Sundays, right? Yeah. I know the NBA likes to play every night. I yeah. think they do. Is it possible to do like a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? Or... I would love that. It's okay. funny. You hit it on the head because Thursday is the night I always think of with Kenny, Shaq, Charles, yeah, and right. Ernie. They play yeah. on Thursday on TNT. Mm-hmm. The only thing, and we don't need to explore this, 
but the contract's going to be up with TNT too, soon. Okay. So they might redo that or they might go somewhere else. Uh, um, and with the NBA being in, in bed with ESPN and, and right. literally when COVID hit, they went to Disney's campus. Right. Disney ESPN. owns ESPN. Yep. Yep. Um, it feels like the writing's on the wall that that's going to continue to expand. Okay. I mean, ABC, CBS, they have deals with everyone. I hope they keep it with TNT and the Turner Company. It's a yeah. really great place. They've done it. I mean, they've won sure. multiple Emmys covering NBA. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, like, if they if they play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm just making yeah. that thing. Then you never have back to backs. You can always know that those are the date. Those are the nights that the NBA plays. Yeah. Is that or is it too hard to do? I think I think it would that. have to be like. I don't necessarily think it's too hard. I think it just takes better minds than me and you to schedule it because there's so many teams right. out there. Right. right. If you're doing 30 teams, maybe we do A block and and B block. Yeah. Where on A week, you know, let's say January, the first week of the month and the third week of the month, you're on A. And the second week right. and the fourth week, you're on B. Yeah. You can do Saturday. Maybe you do a Tuesday and maybe you do a Friday. And then on B you're generally going to be playing on a primetime game. So maybe instead we play you on Tuesday, mm. Thursday, and a Sunday. Right. Um, it, it'd be tricky just with how the weeks roll over. And that's why I say yeah. having a better mind than me to, to stagger them around. But yeah, it, it almost feels like it'd just be better to cap people at you can't have a team play more than three games in a week regardless of they're traveling right. or if they're on a homestand. We, we can't be having teams playing that often because also – I mean, for right now, one of the best and worst things about the NBA, and again, I'm sorry, but this is my nerd Mm -hmm. brain taking off, um, is that I can access the NBA from almost anywhere. Right. And I can access it and not watch the full game, Hmm. which with highlights, I just, I I can literally pull up on my phone 10 minutes. I know what happened between Cleveland and the Pelicans the other night. Right. And I know. I don't have to watch the game. So what's the best way to make sure that if we do cut down on the games that they're still going to be valued well it's probably right. cutting out some of those highlights yes. making sure that there's less of the product because there is such a demand from young people to go watch this game and the personalities in it are there mm-hmm. i feel like it's one good marketing campaign to get away from being you know a really big player right. as a game that the nation really pays attention to right yeah. now it feels like a far second and possibly a third, depending on the time of the year. Yes, um, I, agree. I and, agree. And with football, it's just so... Football does it at such a high level. And the ratings this past year, and I, I think you can agree with me, we didn't have that great of a football season. Not it was a tougher really. year. Not, yeah. The ratings went up again. <laughs> did they? <laughs> they did. They went up again. Yeah. So for the NBA, it does feel like they're one good marketing campaign away. And the historian in me is like, do the magic and bird thing. Like yeah. Kevin versus Braun, like do right. that again or find Steph versus the Clippers. Like dig that all up. Or the Suns is a great one. Well, right I now. know, I know the NBA likes to do like Christmas day, for example, that's yeah. when you're going to see Celtics against the Lakers well, or whatever. Right. My unpopular opinion is I think that's when the season should start. Oh, on Christmas. I, on Christmas. Because it normally starts early November, right? Yeah, or it starts mid- by a uh, little bit before Halloween, generally. Oh, that um, early? Okay. Yeah, so wow. it, usually they can have a Halloween game. Okay. But I, I think get the hell away from the football season. Like, right. put yourself compete. squarely. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, everyone struggles against football. I mean, college mm-hmm. basketball, yeah. we don't even think about it until, like, this time of the year. And we're kind of coming Bowl. into January now. <laughs> right. Right? And now, yeah. NBA, you think you're going to work out? Well, no. Yeah. It's... The holiday games are always pretty popular. I right. mean, I still watch them. Mm-hmm. Christmas football games are, yeah, you know, they're fine. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, you're you're not having luck on Thanksgiving. That's a football day, game. right? It's and, a football day. But if you start the season on Christmas, do you then extend it into the? You summer? You probably would play a little into the summer. And then now you're running into baseball, but I guess they, I don't know. I You'd mean, attract they, a different crowd, yeah. though. That's the thing yeah. that's so secured about basketball is you do have a high population of young people. Right. Um, and then the game always is adding new characteristics. I'm, right. I, I don't mean to dismiss baseball, yeah. or but I had this discussion about live golf right. where they were bought out by the Saudis. Mm-hmm. And now all these golfers were going over there because live golf's fun. They're right. playing music during the during it. Yeah. They let people yell and holler and hoop. Like it's a different game and it's yeah. attractive to younger right. people to come sure. in. And it's welcoming versus this like prestigious this is how it is in golf. This is how we've done where it for we make, 500 years. Yeah, where we make our own players <laughs> mm-hmm. who want to broadcast and show themselves off as like, hey, I'm I'm this really great golf player. Right. You should come watch me. They have to buy their film from the PGA to put it on Instagram. You're kidding. Yeah. I never knew that. So they have to take and go to the PGA, a group that pays them to play golf, and pay them back to get their rights to show their film. Okay. And so I think the NBA occupies this fun zone like Live Golf, although not as polar Mm -hmm. compared to the two, where you should be kind of expanding that. You should be pushing it out there. and should be easier to market it. And yet it always seems to fall short. So why don't you limit the product? Highlight the playoffs. Make sure that the games, when you set up those games, they're big events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And try to make sure that, you know, basketball is a summer game in my mind. Like when you play it outside. Yeah, right. I know there's a part in the winter. But let's say you started December 1st. Okay. And then you play December, January, February, March. And let's actually have the playoffs start at the end of April. So you miss March Madness. Right. You definitely want to miss March Madness. And then you get June basketball. Fourth of July, you could probably start having your actual playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then you'd probably draft late July or early August. And then you're back in, ready to go. And by August, college basketball is all done. Yep. College basketballs or football's almost about to start there in training camp. Right. You still have August pretty much to yourself. Yeah. And if you wanted to move summer league, you can slide it back. That's fine. Summer league's the only one that gets a little bit torn up. It'd probably be fall ball. Fall ball. But it right. would take over the position of where the NBA originally started. See, I think you're right. I think I think limiting the product is is the key and obviously having the, the good marquee matchups on key dates that's that's what i mean that's what football does right you're not going to have two average or below average teams play on sunday night you're just not so i think the nba needs to do a better job of that and and i agree i think i think the season's way too long um it and honestly if you shorten the season um do you then have less chance of injury absolutely yeah you know and you have a higher chance, at least in my mind, because we saw this when the NBA was smaller back in the 70s and 80s, of developing rivalries. Right. You had to see those teams. <laughs> yes. And when you did see them, the game meant something, yeah. right? It'd be great to have Cleveland square up against Chicago because those are two, you know, one is trying to up and come with mm-hmm. with Chicago. It might blow itself up. It might not. We don't know. And Cleveland is on track to get to the conference finals if those two teams met right. during the regular season that means something it, right it would mean something and yes. so it's it's at least in my mind what is the number i don't know i i'd love to see it in the 60s if not okay. i know i'm like aggressively low but 
when's the last time you watched 82 basketball games? Yeah, it's right, yeah, right, right. Or, or, yeah, it is 82. I keep mistaking 82. The, right. Yeah, I keep mistaking the amount of time. But when's the last time you watched that many? And yeah. it, on top of that, I'm not interested in watching. You know, uh, Wizards. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to watch the Wizards right. play Cleveland. Yeah. I love Cleveland, but I don't want to see them do that. I want to see a Wizards team that's healthy, that is playing not just for pride and also for draft rights, but also there's not that many games. You have a mm-hmm. chance to make it if Cleveland gets an injury. Like, these years matter. Right. Um, the only thing that I have a hard time selling it is selling it to the players of the less games you have, you might not set the records. You might not get the same yeah. accolades. You yeah, might not get true. there. Yeah. But the time every single game you played mattered. So it's like an accelerant. So yeah. if you're only playing 45 games a year versus 82, people have less reason to point at you and say those are empty points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of give and take. And then the owners, of course, I don't think they'll ever go that low because they have a stadium to fill. Right. I mean, James Ballmer, yes. he's building a brand new arena for the Clippers that's like $4 billion. <laughs> like, he's got to fill that thing. Yeah, he so does. he's justifiably upset when Kawhi Leonard misses a game. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. he bought this team to win a title. And now he's gone 0 for 4, and it really doesn't feel like it's going to come. Right. So it it is really interesting. I'll be watching the CBA very closely. I've been trying to stay away from it for a while Mm -hmm. because it always feels like, well, like this discussion. We we talk about it, Mm -hmm. and then we steer it one direction, and then it goes back the other. And I've never seen a league, you know, I almost said in all my years, but it hasn't been that long, but we've never seen players with this much power, not over the league, right. but over individual teams and how they spend their money, oh my goodness, how they use yes. their draft right. um, picks, how they use contracts. It's ridiculous. So this CBA is really going to be a big moment for a lot of people. But for Adam Silver, it's it's going to be a big defining moment because he's kind of been okay with letting the kids run the school. right? And yeah. now... You know, well, we're in this moment that we're in. Like, we're on the verge of a possible strike. Somebody's got to kind of pull the reins back. Mm -hmm. Is Adam going to do it? Because if he does, it's probably more likely going to be a crash and that we're going to see a lot of fans kind of pull their tickets and and say no thank you for a while. And and for someone who's seen a lot of sports strike over the years, there's been a couple NFL strikes, NBA, baseball. Baseball was ugly. We almost had one this past year. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, fans are... Fed up it, and they—it's just the last thing the any sport wants is for for them to strike. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. This will be a really interesting moment because yeah. it also the contracts that we're about to see come off the mm. come the out. TV too. contracts are going to be insane. I mean, <laughs> what we're paying like Karis right. Levert. Yeah, let's say Karis Levert. I'm making up a number. Is making 15 million as a good player. Like right. he's a middle middling player on a great Denver team. 12 to 15 million. Well, he could be a 72 million guy next, it's you know, crazy. in a couple of years. Yeah. And that will be the expected ratio. Right. So what do you pay your stars? That's the problem. Right you know, there. It, yes. LeBron's a billionaire, but are yeah. we going to have, are we going to be making more billionaires pretty quick? Well, so it's, it's yeah. just crazy to think about and always spreading. <laughs> Streaming's coming in. The apps are great. Yeah. And like clockwork, we got, excuse me. We got a possible all-time franchise player coming into the draft next year with Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. God only knows what that's going to happen. I would love to do a draft search once we get closer because yes. stuff I yes. love, stuff I don't love, <laughs> um, as always. But, yeah, this will be a really interesting upcoming season. Yeah. 
to see how things play out. And I mean, it feels like it, the tension's already here. You can it, kind it of is. feel it, and it's it, boiling it, over it's already. It's going to boil over. Yep. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, I just wanted, yeah, just discuss kind of where the NBA is at as of today, and I'm sure things will change almost daily as we get closer <laughs> to that CBA agreement and, and whatnot. So. Absolutely. Well, any parting thoughts before we no, get going? I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb deal.